Welcome to She Decided to Run Her Way, a podcast created for the aspiring female runner or one in the making who is ready to let go of the pressure to perform, quit chasing someone else's pace, and start embracing her own. My name is Pamela Otero, a certified running coach and personal trainer, and each week I'll be sharing practical running strategies and mindset shifts to help you do just that. So, if you're ready to run your way, then grab your running shoes, lace up, and listen in. Well, hey there. I hope you are doing great today. Thanks so much for listening in and spending a little bit of time with me. I wanted to talk with you about this one thing that I believe will ensure your long-term success with your running. And it's something that none of my coaches ever talked with me about. And I think it's important for you to know what in the heck it is. Now, I only realized this maybe in the past five to six years or so with my running and my coaching. And I wanted to share it with you because if you are somebody listening in right now and you are starting out with your running or heck, you're possibly currently a runner and you've been struggling for some time with your running, this one thing could possibly just help you struggle a little bit less and help you make your running and your fitness way more enjoyable. Now, over my years of coaching, my many years of coaching, there wasn't one person that came to me, not one for coaching, that wasn't physically capable of becoming a runner. Now, yes, she may have had some pre-existing injuries or some weak links, and we needed to work through those things, but every single one of them was capable of becoming a runner. But let me tell you, there were many who struggled, and they struggled to run because of their belief about who they thought they should be when it came to their running. You know, how they didn't feel that they were good enough as a runner, um, as though they're, you know, trying to measure up to somebody else. They placed a lot of heavy and oftentimes unrealistic expectations on themselves with their running and their fitness. And they often were trying to be somewhere sooner than they were actually ready to be. They criticized their pace because they weren't fast enough. They were unhappy and criticized their body. They were, you know, not happy with how far they were running, just putting a lot of pressure on their distance and really not giving themselves time to progress, time to really find their running groove and time to find what worked for them with their running, really giving themselves that time to find out how to run their own way. And so, you know, you guys know that I am in the business of coaching aspiring female runners who are managing a career. You know, they're possibly managing kids as well, or um, a household, as well as a hundred other things that they are just trying to juggle. And With that sort of lineup of responsibilities, oftentimes to expect that there will always be this smooth sailing with their running, in my opinion, it's just really unrealistic. And placing the pressure of perfection on themselves is just a really um, sure-proof way, I guess, to not only lose that enjoyment for their running, but lose that desire or motivation to get up and get out the door 
and meet themselves for their runs. And a lot of times it was this unrealistic expectation and this pressure for perfection that got in the way of their enjoyment and got in the way of their running and getting out the door. Now, I will tell you, I haven't gotten yet to this one thing. We are getting there. But um, this past Sunday, I was scheduled to do my 18-mile training run in preparation for a 50K that's coming up in October. Now, the night before, I had my gear set out. I had my fuel ready to go in the fridge. And I had already estimated roughly how long I thought it would take me to cover that distance. I had mapped out in my mind the route I was going to take. And wouldn't you know that the night before that morning, I didn't get to bed until two that morning when I needed to wake up at 5 a.m., which I did. I woke up at 5 a.m., but I didn't get to bed till two in the morning because we had some disruption in our neighborhood. And then I woke up at five, really exhausted, got myself together, got to the um, parking area of where uh, my local um, running group was meeting. And we had an issue with the parking at that specific location where we were planning on starting from. And then we had to move our cars. And that set us back another 45 minutes from when I had initially planned on starting my run. Now, not to mention all of that happening about two miles into my run. Once I got kind of going, got warmed up after my walk, um, I was exhausted from the lack of sleep. But wouldn't you know it, two miles into my run, my digestive system decided to start playing a number on me. Now, I am a creature of habit. I had my still-cut oatmeal in the morning with my blueberries and my slivered almonds like I always do on a really long run. So that was not any different. But for whatever reason, I was just having some stomach issues. Now, uh, a little side note and a little running tip for those of you listening in right now that are new to running, here's a little tip for you. You can just put it right in your back pocket just in case you need it down the line because you will. Always pack toilet paper in your hydration system. Always. And yes, I did. And I was so grateful that I did because this girl here needed it. So I know, I know, you know, you're thinking, is she really talking about that sort of thing right now on this episode. Yes, you better believe I am because heck, when nature calls, you got to do what you got to do. And it's just part of being a runner. And if it hasn't yet happened to you, let me tell you, friend, just you wait and see, it will happen. But um, I think I'll have to put together a future episode on that topic um, for all of you guys that are brand spanking new to running that don't realize the things that really do happen with us as runners. So my little side note, my little tip for you, put it in your back pocket, save it for later. Always pack some toilet paper in your hydration system for any run because you never know. So um, the reason I bring this up is because I had prepped and I had planned and I was ready. But that Sunday, things just weren't going my way. Sometimes if that would kind of come up, I would power through But that morning, that morning's run of 18 miles, it just wasn't going to happen. And, you know, after I kind of like worked through some of the digestive issues and kind of worked through the lack of sleep and just processed all of this, you know, I was okay with it. It wasn't what I wanted, but it was what it was. And so 
I extended myself some grace. I got in a six mile run instead. And while I was running that six miles, I created my next best opportunity to get that critical training run in of 18 miles, which I did on Tuesday. So I course corrected. I kind of extended myself some grace. I recognized that things just were not um, moving in my favor and I made another plan. So what does this story have to do with the title of this episode, which is long-term success with running depends on this one thing? Well, this one thing I'm talking about with you today is self-compassion. And I will say that I feel very strongly about incorporating self-compassion into your training and into your running. I believe it's essential to your long-term success with running. And I just want to chat with you a little bit more about self-compassion. And you might be thinking, what in the heck does self-compassion have to do with running? Well, hang with me, friend. I'm going to tell you why it does and why this one thing is going to keep you running for the long term and it's essential to your success. Now, there's going to be roadblocks, there's going to be detours, there's going to be bumps and potholes along the way with your running. Clearly, as I experienced on Sunday with taking on my long run, all right, there was quite a few things that kind of got in the way with that. And like I said, sometimes I would power through and I would just complete the run. But in this situation, it just wasn't going to happen. So, You know, you can do your best to map out everything ahead of time to get started moving forward, whether it's training for a goal race or a goal distance, but inevitably something will happen that will throw you off track. It just will. There will be situations that come up with your kids and not having childcare or them getting sick. Maybe it's work, a project or a deadline comes up and you have to get to work early or work late and that's going to throw off your running. And so there are going to be things that are going to just come up, these roadblocks, these detours, these bumps, these potholes, like I said, but it's in those moments that you can choose. I do believe that there is always a choice. We are not victims. We can always make a choice on how we handle a situation. And so in those moments, you can choose to take a deep breath, you know, to be frustrated for a bit, just like I was Sunday, I was frustrated. Um, And then to extend yourself some grace and give yourself permission to course correct and lead with compassion toward yourself. Now, a really um, good friend of mine and a client I want to thank Amanda Brown, if you are listening in right now. Amanda recommended this book um, by Dr. Kristen Neff, and the book is called Self-Compassion, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself, which I highly recommend and I'd highly encourage you to read. But in um, Dr. Neff's book, um, she defined self-compassion, and I thought it was Very fascinating. It was a lot deeper and a lot um, more comprehensive of a definition than what um, the dictionary has. But in her definition in her book, self-compassion is comprised of three core elements. And the first one is being, um, the first one being self-kindness, being gentle and understanding um, with ourselves rather than harshly criticizing and judging ourselves. And I'm just curious how many times you've been 
harshly critical or judgmental when it comes to you and your running. Heck, I know I have um, many times it's something that I have to constantly work through, but the first core component of her definition of self-compassion has to do with self-kindness. Again, being gentle and understanding with ourselves rather than critical and judgmental. And so the second core element is recognizing our common humanity and really feeling what she means by that is feeling connected with others in the experience of life rather than feeling isolated and alienated um, alienated by our suffering. And this is one core element I discovered when I was very young and when I was running and why I continue to coach aspiring female runners to this day, why I continue to do it. It's the interaction, it's the friendships, it's the support of a community of like-minded and like-focused women. You know, we're all navigating life together and we are connected by this common interest in running. And so the second core element of common humanity that ties in with self-compassion, I really love that because it really is connecting to one another and knowing that we are more alike than we are different. And so when it comes to running, having that community and that connection is really, um, really key to um, your success with your running. And then the third core element that um, she mentions in her book that has to do with self-compassion is mindfulness. And I really liked this third element. Um, She talks about holding holding our experience in balanced awareness rather than ignoring our pain or exaggerating it. And for me, I looked at this more as like not dismissing our struggle or our frustration with our running roadblocks or making them bigger and more dramatic than they need to be, but having a balanced awareness of that situation and then making a decision to course correct and seek a solution. But seek that solution, seek that solution and course correct with self-compassion. So you might be listening in right now and you're nodding your head up and down as you listen in complete agreement with what I'm saying, thinking, gosh, that is so true. Thinking about self-compassion is really critical to um, your success really in anything, not just your running, but in life. And so I feel that it's easy for us to offer advice to a friend about, you know, being kind to herself. If a friend comes to us and she shares with us a frustration or a struggle with her running, or even that situation that I experienced on Sunday, if someone came to me, I would ask her to be kind to herself. I would tell her she needs to give herself permission to not worry about, you know, that training run being perfect and knowing that um, she will be able to get it in on another day and not be so hard on herself. Um, And so I find that we're really good about offering our friends advice and being compassionate towards them. But when it comes to ourself, right, when it comes to us, you know, I just wonder how many of us are really compassionate with ourselves. And I feel that for some reason, when it comes to our own setbacks and our struggles with our running and our fitness, heck, myself included, we really just have a hard time doing that. And so, you know, today, you know, that one thing that really I believe that I did not learn, none of my coaches ever told me, hey, Pamela, it's okay. It didn't go well. 
There's always going to be another race. There's always going to be another training day. I never got that kind of advice to extend myself some grace and have self-compassion. It was always um, geared towards, you know, um, really it was, it was really harsh. And like I've shared with you, my experience with my dad growing up with running, it was always about pressure, performance, pace. Um, I always felt like I had to hold myself in this kind of perfect kind of way. And many times with my dad, when he asked me what my pace was or how long it took me to do a run, oftentimes I lied because I knew that I wasn't going to measure up. And there was this pressure, you know, that I was putting on myself that really, um, I wish that I hadn't, but no one ever talked with me about having compassion for myself and extending myself some grace and giving my myself permission to not put all that pressure and all those heavy, unrealistic expectations on myself. And so when it comes to your running, when it comes to your success with running, yes, there are lots of things, many of the previous episodes that I've talked with you about, some of them are more actionable and tactical and practical when they come to like the physical aspects of running. But I really want you to start thinking about this one thing Um, self-compassion and how that is truly going to carry you forward, move you forward on your running journey because it is a journey, right? There are going to be moments that you are going to be training for a particular distance. You're going to train for a particular race and you are going to meet and exceed those goals. And then hopefully you're going to set a new one. It's a constant um, evolution and it's a, it's a beautiful journey where we get to enjoy our running. But I really want you to start thinking about the success of your running and being more compassionate towards yourself. And so today, what I would love for you to do, I would love for you to do something for me. I really want you to first think about first, why you're wanting to run. Okay. If you're listening in right now, If you're kind of dozed off a little bit or you wandered off, come back to me. Um, I want you to kind of think about why you're you're wanting to run um, right now. And if you haven't yet started, you know, why are you thinking? Why are you thinking about getting into running? What do you want your running to do for you? Okay. And again, if you're already a runner, why do you run? Maybe it's weight loss. Maybe it is getting away and having an opportunity of having that time to yourself to kind of think, to de-stress. Maybe sometimes, maybe it's about getting out into nature and connecting to nature and there's a spiritual side to your running. Um, Maybe it's that community, like I mentioned. There's many reasons why people run, but I want you today, after this episode ends, I want you to think about why your running. Okay. And then after you do that, I want you to ask yourself, where could you be more compassionate with yourself when it comes to your running, your fitness, maybe even your eating habits? If you're somebody that's really trying to dial in your your nutrition, Um, where could you be more compassionate with yourself? Where could you extend yourself some grace and take a little bit of pressure off? And where could you be more kind to yourself? And if you have an interest in running and you want to run for the long term, you want to run for a while, you want to train for these these future goal races or goal distance, um, and you want to use running as a way to experience adventure, 
to feel strong in your body, to feel confident in your body, then I really believe you're going to need this one thing. You're going to need self-compassion. And you're going to need it for the long term. You're going to need it for the long runs. Um, You're going to need it for your running success. You just will. And so I want to, at least I hope that I've got you thinking a little bit differently about extending that compassion to yourself, um, recognizing how we are with our friends and how supportive and encouraging we are with them and the advice that we give them. And I want you to now think about how you can extend that to yourself. And so, you know, take some time after listening to this episode, turn off your podcast player, think about what you want your running to do for you, why you are running in the first place, and then think about where you can extend your self-compassion, where, what areas you can be kind to yourself, and just recognize that you're going to need that as you continue with your running, because there are going to be Sundays like my Sunday. Um, There are going to be many of them where roadblocks and detours are just going to happen. And I hope that you choose to course correct. I hope that you choose to extend yourself some grace, give yourself permission to say, hey, it is what it is. I am going to figure out another option. I am going to, you know, let this day go and start fresh you know, the next day, tomorrow, or whatever the next run is that you have scheduled. Um, But I want you just to start thinking about self-compassion, how it plays into the success of your running and your fitness, and basically in life, and um, start working on being a little bit more kind and a little bit more compassionate to you. So I enjoyed chatting with you today and talking with you about the things that many coaches don't talk about and like I said, mine didn't. And um, these are the things that I think that we need to be talking more about. And so I hope that I have offered you a new way to think about your running and get you to running your way and doing that with some self-compassion. So until next week, my friend, I would love it if you would go grab your running shoes, lace up, go enjoy the beautiful outdoors and do all of that with and self-compassion. I'll talk with you next week. Mm -hmm.